Still 1-1 in the Premier League between Brentford and Fulham this morning. Uh, now, the teams will come out later this afternoon for round two in the NRL. The Dragons open their season on Sunday night against the Titans there at Cogra. Jaden Sullivan's expected to be named in the halves with Ben Hunt with Jack Bird in the back row. But uh, Kieran Foran won't be there for the Titans. His knee injury expected to keep him out for around two to four weeks. Uh, that's a bit real blow for them after, you know, he had some good touches, didn't he, there in the win against the Tigers at Leichhardt on the weekend. Big uh, weekend in boxing on Sunday. Tim Zhu, Tony Harrison at Kudos Bank Arena. And the barbs certainly flying ahead of the fight on Sunday. Surprise, surprise. The American uh, Harrison telling the Telegraph that Zhu isn't a patch on his father, Kostya. And he's, quote, 100 levels under him. And this fight is for the WBO Super Welterweight title. The winner faces Jamel Charlo later this year. And, uh, well, the tab has Zhu $1.38, Harrison $3. So tab uh, certainly expecting Zhu to be successful. Sitting next to main events Ben Damon on Saturday at the races and whilst lauding Harrison as a fighter, says Zhu is primed has seen both of them train, and Zoo is looking sharp. Yeah, I guess the argument is one perhaps on the way up, the other maybe on the way down. But Harrison is the only fighter to beat Charlo. Uh, yeah, I don't know enough about it other than I want Tim Zoo to win. Um, and I'll listen to the experts, and they're saying that Tim Zoo is flying at the moment. Um, I don't know anything about Harrison, although I met him on Sunday night on the Matty John show. Uh, really cool fella. Um, Didn't call him out, Loz? No, no, no. no not no. to his face not anyway. His face, no. <laughs> Tell you what, when, when you get up close to them, they're, they're fit, but there's not much of them. Oh, well, I was shocked. I think I told you. bone. When I, I was standing next to Volkanovski at the, um, the Haney-Cambosis yeah. fight, I was shocked how sort of small I don't want to say little no but he's no, smaller than you lean. think well these guys were well, but a ball of muscle yeah he, he <laughs> yeah. was lean Not Harrison was very lean tall mm. but lean mm. um, and again uh, you know very lovely fella um, and I'm sure you know he's very confident that he can beat Tim Zhu but you know you speak to a lot of people in and around boxing and they say that he's the real deal Timmy Zhu um, and yeah, he could have chosen another boxer and he could have, could have chosen an easier path. Um, but he's taken on someone that's beat Charlo, so he knows what he's getting himself in for, and he's very confident that he can get the job done. Well, he was there at the Mitch Moses presser yesterday, Clarky, that we had a big discussion about earlier. Well, usually it's Denny that, you know, asks the probing questions, yeah. and the, the other journo there was sort of hammering Mitch. Denny then just came in on the side at the end. It was beautiful. <laughs> Denny, morning to you. How are you? Yeah, morning, gents. Yeah, I'm, I'm normally the one who's copying the... You're losing your touch, Denny. You're losing oh, your touch. Mate, I'm getting soft in my you old, are. old age, aren't I? What happened to you? God. Well, look, I asked, I asked him if he was greedy. Yeah. That, that's a pretty tough question. He didn't, but I think, I think I... I don't know, maybe I approached it a way that Mitch was okay with. Um, and I haven't been one of the blokes out there bagging him, but I'm not, I'm not going to criticise... Anyway, George Clark for asking the questions. He's perfectly entitled to ask all the questions. Mm. Mitch is, you know, I think the one that uh, really annoyed, or two questions annoyed Mitch, one was about um, 
Brad Arthur, yeah. whether he's putting him under pressure yep. by having to wear all of the 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 I don't know the questions about Mitch's future. And the other one uh, I think was interesting was where um, the journalist uh, George said that um, you know at 28, Mitch, can't you make your own decision? Do you have to fall back on your manager, which wow. is you know which is what annoyed him. Uh, look, <laughs> well, Clark and I, I had this. Discussion this early morning, this morning, yeah. Daddy. I don't know yeah. whether you heard it. Like, oh, we're, we're, I was we're... actually doing a Pilates class, boys. Oh, Pilates. How'd that go for you? We'll send the <laughs> Daily Mail around. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, not much to see when I'm doing it. <laughs> but we were just talking about, look, Mitch is entitled to handle his negotiations the way that he wants uh, it uh, done. Uh, but where we differed from was the journalist has got every right to ask as well because... Yeah. Mitch I'm did guessing, say. I'm guessing Pup didn't think the journalist. <laughs> <laughs> You're guessing I stuck up for the players. Surprise, surprise. That's a, that's a wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I, I don't mind. I I watched the press conference. Oh, sorry, that's not true. I watched it on Fox 360 last night and saw. Thanks for your support, Pup. No, you're welcome, buddy. It's my favourite channel, <laughs> Fox 360. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I saw the cut and paste of it, and I just, I yeah. just felt like. I just hope people are not having a crack at Mitch for, you know, for him or, or his manager in taking the time that it's taking because he has every right to do that. He's not. I don't think he's doing anything wrong by taking the time that's required. He, he's in contract. Uh, he's got a contract for a certain amount of time. He's honouring that contract. He's trying to play his best footy. He's turning up the training. I know he'd want to be playing better than he was in round one, but I, I don't see... I understand why... Uh, Parramatta fans particularly want to know that he's going to re-sign or are dying to find out that he's going to re-sign. But I don't think he's doing anything wrong. And that that was my... I feel like it was made out by... I didn't know who the journalist was that continued to ask those questions. That he sort of made me feel that, hang on, Mitch, you're doing the wrong thing by, you know, not telling us what's going on or not, you know, re-signing or not. And even Buzz last night on, on Fox 360, I thought Buzz was a little bit offended that, you know, or made out that um, that Mitch was letting Parramatta down or the fans down by not, you know, just signing the contract. Well, that's not what a, a contract negotiation's about. And that's why he's, he's got a current contract. He's actually honouring his current contract. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, he, look, Mitch isn't doing anything wrong. Mm. He He's allowed to take his time. Uh, he's, from my understanding, he's got a, an option in his favour for next year, which he has to take up by, I think it's round, round 10. 10. Round 10, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's still got that on his side. So he's still got weeks. So I think there's been uh, a level of expectation that he would make an announcement because there was an inference that he would make a decision before Christmas. Then we heard he'd make a decision before round one. So maybe people are becoming frustrated uh, through that line of communication that they feel they're not being respected by by things that, he, that have been inferred in the past. Yeah, okay. and I think that's why there's frustration and I think that's why there's expectation. If he'd said, look, I'm, I'm going to decide in April, I'm, you know, I don't think we could be harassing him now or there'd be less, less reason to be asking those questions. But I think because those other things were said, the questions are probably legitimate. Uh, and But Mitch can be... You know, cranky if he wants, and he can say what he wants. His main thing is, which I asked him about, which uh, didn't cause a kerfuffle, was is he focused and able to maintain a focus? And he says he is, and 
He said he's had a lot of support from Brad Arthur and, in fact, the entire club. So we, I, I'm not in those walls every day, Pup, to hear the what goes on. I'm sure some of the players are revving him up because there's a few larrikins in that group. Um, and I think that, you know, we're going to probably keep asking till he signs. And Mitch will be up for media, I'd imagine, in a couple of weeks' time again. And maybe we'll have a decision by then. Um, I'd be I'd be shocked though if he did uh, take up the Tigers option. Now on a hundred percent footy last night, I don't know how impressed Gus was when you knew about the Josh Jackson situation and uh, the Bulldogs yeah, I... appealing. Uh, what is going on? So so they've ha- had to attribute some of uh, Josh Jackson's salary to the cap. Is that right? Yeah. So it's an interesting one. Uh, you know, look. I, Oh, no, Gus was in a mood last night. He was not copying anything I was saying. Um, he was just giving giving it to me at every opportunity. He said he's going to use his next podcast to give it to me again. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, look, I, I don't. I, I found out that um, yeah, Josh Jackson is about 200 grand uh, of his wage as a. Uh, he's part of the high performance staff, and that's been put on the dog's cap. Um, which is 200000 You can probably do something nice to, for a player or a, a top-up or you know, sign, a, sign a player if you're in, a, in a, a tough situation. So the dogs aren't happy about it. And Gus revealed uh, when I put it to him last night that they're actually appealing this with, with the NRL. So what happened was Jackson, throughout his career, was doing a, a course or a degree, I'm not sure which one, to, to qualify him to become a a trainer and uh, work in that high performance area. Uh, and now he's taken up a position doing that. But the NRL are saying, well, you know, we want to put that money into the cap because he had a contract for this year and he suddenly retired. So I, I don't know whether the NRL are somehow calling out the situation. That's how it feels to me. And the dogs aren't happy about it. Uh, I don't know whether they're going to win that one. But Gus actually brought up how silly some of the rules are around that area and, and also being able to contract people. And you mentioned you, Loz, uh, because you've got you know the, the type with the TAB yeah. and not being able to work for the Mighty Eagles or and previously with the Tigers. And he questioned you know, whether that's a fair rule. And he, I mean, he, was, he was supportive of you actually being able to do a, a, an additional job. Yeah, I, 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 well, I agree with Gus. <laughs> And, and not only because of that, but even with you know what's happened with Josh Jackson, um, I can't speak highly enough of Josh Jackson and what he adds to an organisation. And I can't understand why that money would not be allowed to be taken off their salary cap. Why it needs to be included in the salary cap? Well, they're implying Laurie in some way that they've made him retire. Is that what they're, they're well, saying? made him retire? And you know that's that's a pretty strong implication. Uh, that by by their actions, that's their actions are indicating that. I don't know if they're saying that, but they're indicating that. And um, I, I, around the time of the Jackson retirement, I asked quite a few questions of the club, and they say, and you can only go on their word that they were uh, genuinely surprised by it, and didn't they didn't plan for it. And if they, I think if they were, if they knew it was coming, they could have somehow planned for it and made sure this situation didn't come up at all. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think if Josh Jackson wanted to play, then he would have been allowed to play and would have wanted to play. But I think he just well, realised that his time him. was up. Oh, they, 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 they do. They do. 
going on they last week's game. Experience. Yeah, no, going on last weekend's performance, they they they, they definitely need him. Um, what about Latrell? I, I find him fascinating, Latrell, because he's come out of his shell. Not that he's ever been in it, but I mean, you know, the commentary that he, you know, that, that surrounds him, and all of a sudden, you know, the confidence is there and. I found this one interesting last night when he said that there's cracks starting to appear in Penrith, and I'm <laughs> sure it. that I'm sure that Penrith would have those comments pasted up around their wall this weekend. Oh, yeah. But I, I love of the fact that someone's confident enough to say that because we don't get enough of it. Reminds me a bit of uh, back in the day when Chock uh, Chock gave it to the Storm and. Um... When he's playing for the Dragons, and the Storm came out and won seventy points to ten. I can't remember, I can't remember what he said, but, but it was it was a comment that didn't didn't please the Storm. But yeah, the cracks. I think he said the cracks in the windshield. So um, you know, and he said it to Zach Bailey, my colleague at nine, and he said it with a big smile on his face. So he knew what he was saying, and he knew the the impact that it could have in the lead up to an absolute ripper of a game. And you know, I guess we've got to look at Penrith and look at their first couple of performances and ask whether they are the same unbeatable force that they have been really for the last two years and maybe almost three years. Um, And I guess when you... I mean, Laurie, you know what it's like when you're in a team and players slowly get taken out of it. Um, You do lose some of your superpower Mm. and maybe, maybe they've come back to the pack. In fact, they probably have come back to the pack a little bit. Um, I'm not willing to, to back against them too heavily, though, in most games um, because they've still got a terrific outfit. But for me, the, I, I just ca- keep coming back to to Appy not being there. Uh, and that's not... Again, I'm not criticising Mitch Kenny because he's just a different player. But it just there's a different feel to the group and the strike weapon of uh, Big Billy Kikau out on the edge as well. So, And you throw in the other players they've lost uh, the Burtons and others in in recent years. I mean, Capewell at um, at Brisbane, and that, yeah, they've lost some good players. And it's not easy to to be on top all the time. But they're and they've also lost coaches as well. So, mm. but their their um you know their resolve and their their connection is still strong. And um you know I I think it's a legitimate question that or a legitimate statement that Latrell's put out there. Uh, and I think that we're all watching Penrith in the same light, aren't we? Yeah, I, I think it is too, because I, 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 I think they're not the same team as what they previously were for a number of reasons. Different squad, uh, coaches are missing. Uh, and also, the last three years, I, I, I know uh, times have changed, but I reckon when you've been on top for so long, everyone challenges you every week. There's no easy game for you. And there's no easy game in the NRL, but when you're the Premier, you're the benchmark, everyone's coming after you. And with their amazing record that they've had, they're up for every game. And sometimes just the wear and tear on your body takes its toll. And off the back of that, they had a number of players involved in the World Cup last season. So they don't get a full pre-season. They come back underdone at touch. And all those things happen again where teams are coming after you. They see you as the benchmark. And eventually, I think it just wears all catches up, mm. up with you and it wears you down. You become a bit more fatigued than what you ha- had done previously. Mm. Well, Laurie and, and Puppy, you've both been at the, at the absolute peak of your powers in teams that keep on winning. And eventually, I think, isn't it human nature just that you, you lose a little bit of that edge as much as you don't want to? Mm. It just probably happens that 
you know, the same level of yeah. desire is not the hunger able to be repeated for that long a time. Yeah, and you know, you know, you got teams. It's 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 easy to chase. When someone sits in front of you, it's, it's much easier to chase. Like, you, you still get out of bed when you're at the top trying to get better every day. But when you're chasing something, it's, it's, it's right in front of your face. So, it, the, Penrith have got every team chasing them. Yeah. And, and even now, like I said, I think it was yesterday or this morning, like, they got everyone going at them off the field as well. It, it, they're champions. And in this country, there is tall poppy syndrome. So while you sit at the top of the list, how do we drag you back down? We want, we want to normalize you. We want to make you we – like, we like that you guys are losing because you've won too much. That's what it's yeah. like here. So they're going to be challenged every single day on and off the park. And I think the Luai stuff on, on the weekend, that's all that is. Mm. Like oh. – I like I like the Luai stuff. Matt, I know that. I agree. You know, I, 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 think I agree. He's a senior player. Yeah, respect. It's what happens at the highest level in sport yep. in the best teams, and it's not the coach always. Your teammates call you out if you let the team down, or if you expect better, mate. There wasn't one of those big fish that I played cricket with that didn't give me a serve. They made it very clear if you play a shot that is not the right shot at that time to help the team win. You wanted to walk into the other change room. By the way, I just uh, found those comments from Chock Mundine back in oh, yeah. uh, 2000. He uh, wrote in his newspaper column that the Storm were pretenders who didn't deserve to win the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> He's SASing the, uh, the Chock as well. He's going on SAS. 70 to 10. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that Chock got right was me running on old legs. <laughs> Oh, I love him. Line. Love the chalk. Love him. Hold oh. on about that one, Laurie. Oh, no. He was right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say anything, even though I was dirty at the time. Oh, I was like, right. Dude, he, he said, didn't he say he scored you every time he played you? Mm. Mate, I remember he, stole one day. His, he stole his New South Wales number six jersey. Give <laughs> him back, <laughs> would you? I remember, I remember one day him and Nathan Blacklock. At oh, was that when they were doing the backflips? Oh, mate. I, that was the only game I reckon I ever was really filthy. Oh, summer sold filthy. Back they were scoring and doing these backflips, and I was like, I just want to take one of them out. I might try and find that to watch that again. Oh. I'm going to go to the library and look at that one. Oh, they did school just me that laugh. Denny, what would you just make of the Dolphins, laugh. mate? Unbelievable performance by them, and I think a great story as well for the NRL, to be honest. I've got egg on my face. Like I, I oh, You're not the only one, yeah, owner. but I've got a fair bit on them. Look, I was saying that they didn't have a marquee player. I forgot about the old coach, didn't I? Yeah. The old coach just you know, rallying them, having the siege mentality. They came up with some baloney that he, he was telling them that people were saying they'd never win a game this year. I mean, I don't know where that came from. But it all worked, didn't it? And they they were fantastic. The Felice Kafusi display was a vintage uh, hard man effort where he just belted the roosters and showed them who was boss. And it's, it's, uh, I think they're going to try and do, they've got, I think they've got the Raiders this week was, and, um, up at their, their home ground, um, which will be fantastic as well. And look, I, I think it'd be good to see them do well. Uh, I still question some of the signings and long-term, whether that some of those older forwards are going to be of value and they're going to run into problems there. But they've already got a couple of really good signings for, for next year. They've got old Wayne at the helm just guiding them. They've got a good young coach. So, 
you know, maybe we got it wrong by saying that they'd struggle without the marquee player. And I, I for one, will say, yep, I got it wrong. I thought they'd struggle, but uh, let's see how they go. And I, I was, I was really impressed with the spirit they showed, and it's a credit to everybody in that organisation the way they played. What do you make of the Joseph Swali'i re-signing there at the Roosters just till the end of 2024? Yeah, um, on the cheap too. Forget for the Roosters um, under under their under their cap and everything else. And um, the, the interesting one is really going to be whether he stays long term or not, isn't it? Um, there's no question uh, he would be a fantastic rugby player. And there's no question that rugby are going to go hard for him. It's just a matter of where he sees his future uh, and what sort of money, I guess, is going to be thrown at him because it's going to be big. Any uh, coincidence that Tedesco's off contract at the same time? It's going to be awkward, pup. Mm. I mean, they don't want to talk. I, I wrote a column about it uh, a couple of months ago and I was shouted down by everyone because I quoted um, the art dealer, Steve Nesteski, where he was saying that he was the man who brought up Suwali in terms of uh, shaping his career in a big way. And he said the Roosters are going to have to make a call on Tedesco. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's a huge thing to say because James Tedesco, in my eyes, has been the best player in the game over the last five years. So it's going to be awkward for the Roosters to see what happens. <laughs> Tedesco uh, has already started indicating through his management he wants to extend his deal. And any club in their right mind would be saying, yeah, I want James Tedesco to finish his career at the Roosters, uh, my club with me. However, where does Suwali fit in? Or Suwali, sorry, uh, fit in. Have to leave it there, Denny. Have a great week, mate. Thank you. I'm going to go watch that Raiders uh, game, Loz. <laughs> Find <laughs> the backflips. Find the backflips, mate. Uh, see you, mate. See ya. Brentford have gone uh, back ahead against Fulham in the Premier League this morning from the spot 2-1. They're up 74 minutes gone. In the championship over, well, the second division over below the Super League in the UK, Featherston have beaten Bradford. Just saw it on our screens here, 26-12, Featherston beating Bradford. Uh, In their match there this morning, how... How many screens have we got Blocker on in this studio, by the way? I've seen him, the one at the top, the one at the bottom. He's busy. He's busy, the block. I love that, the highlight at the bottom there. He, I love it when they show just his fighting reels. Like, he is, how many games did he have a punch-up block? He's had a punch-up. What did I tell you he's got? He's got a massive left. I've just seen it, I've just seen it again this morning. He, does, he didn't miss either. Uh, he's got the big left block. Yeah, I wouldn't. He used to catch a few off guard. You don't want to fight him. Give us no, a call. I don't want to fight him no. either. How strong no way. Is he? Yeah. Wouldn't want to upset him. No. Hmm. Oh, I love this bit of vision of the blocker where he taps Eddie Ward on the head too. <laughs> then he calls the touchy a wombat. It's <laughs> 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 a TV game oh. trying to get on. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if you say, said that these days. Oh. You'd be in a bit of trouble. Oh, a bit of froth and bubble. 135353 is the number. On the text line, 0419767272. Uh, now, Clark, you just saw in regards to our tour of India, Jai Richardson's out of the one days. Did his hammy. Hamstring injury. He was playing club cricket in Perth on the weekend, and he had a hamstring injury as well over the course of the summer, mm. and it's likely he'll miss the Indian Premier League as well. So Nathan Ellis called in as his replacement. So 
I remember you asking only a few weeks ago what happened yeah, to Jai Richardson. He's had a bad Just run, can't get Jai. his body right, can yeah. he? Yeah, he's had a bad run. Had that foot fella. injury or heel problem for a considerable period of time, and now this. Yeah, seems like every time he gets a chance for Australia, he yeah he pulls up with a niggle. So, yeah, another uh, blow for him. Um, hopefully he gets it right and gets another crack. But, yeah, it's uh, it's another opportunity. You know, the Aussie, the, the one-day series is... Oh, I won't say it's as important as the Test Series, but it's it's very important because that's where the next one-day World Cup is. This year? This year. October, isn't it? I think it is. So these games are very important for, for Australia. I, again, I'm extremely interested to understand and work out why Ashton Agar's been flown home from the Test Series, hasn't played a Test match, yet they're flying him back for the one-dayers. So I'm hoping he plays all the one-day games. Obviously, Adam Zamp is going to be there as well. Um... Yeah, so we, hopefully we can, you know, build on this momentum, win this last test match. If we draw the series, that'll be an unbelievable fight back for, for, by the Aussies. So, yeah, this test is very important and then go into those one days with some confidence and, and hopefully start our preparations for that World Cup. Just some other news around the world. Novak Djokovic has formally withdrawn from the Indian Wells Masters. It's an indication that the... World number one's application for a COVID-19 vaccine waiver to enter the US might have failed. So uh, more issues there for Novak. Uh, Over in European football, PSG star striker Neymar, he needs surgery on an ankle injury. He's set to miss the rest of the season. And we've got Champions League this week, PSG trying to overturn a 1-0 aggregate deficit against Bayern Munich in the round of 16 this week. And in the NFL, and Dick Fain will be on early tomorrow morning, just after 6 o'clock, reports that former Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr is signing with the New Orleans Saints. So there you go, Los Derek Carr to the Saints. Uh, So we're still waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers does. That's the biggest story in the off-season in the NFL. Do you think he'll move Aaron Rodgers, or do you just think he likes all the drama surrounding him? I think he loves the drama. I think he just cuddles it. Can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of people flapping around him. Yeah. And uh, I, I won't be one bit shocked if he stays in Green Bay. No, I, I wouldn't be either. But he'll have the conversations, no doubt, that he'll enjoy. And clubs will be trying to see whether they can prize him out of uh, Green Bay. But yeah, Derek Carr, there was an enormous rap on him, wasn't there, a couple of years ago? Well, he took them to the finals. Oh, well, they got to the playoffs. playoffs. They lost to Cincinnati in the first week. Week, yeah. But he's got a, I think, losing record over his whole time as a starting quarterback there at Vegas. So some people saying, is he really, Mm. you know, a top line franchise quarterback? They they had to get an experienced one, I suppose. mm. I'm not quite sure how high up they were in the draft because they expect a few of these quarterbacks this year to go high in the draft. Mm. There's a lot of teams looking for, they'll probably for those out. quarterbacks. So they, they'll miss out. So obviously they've got to have, you know, they had to go and target an experienced mm. quarterback and Derek Carr. Look, he's had some good years. Yeah, he definitely has. But yeah, I just don't know how consistent he is. Uh, now in the third one day last night between Bangladesh and England, Bangladesh beat England by 50 runs to ensure it wasn't a sweep in that three match series. So they posted 246. Saki Bal Hassan, 75 and 4 for 35 with the ball. And they rolled England for 196 pups. So uh, avoiding a series sweep there. But Bangladesh. Bangladesh, Pete. Oh, that was the 2015 World Cup, wasn't it? I think when Bangladesh knocked England out of it. 
Uh, Your memory's better club. than mine. Mm. Can't remember. Well done, Bangladesh. Wonder what England just finished the test matches against New Zealand. So I wonder... well, they were playing the first one day. I think the day after. The, yeah. The... So they must have had a separate team. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Mm. Uh, we got big bad Robbo. G'day, Robbo. How are you? Good morning, boys. You're not going to believe it. It's spitting rain down here at Freshie at the moment. Uh, well, it's going to be, what, another 30-plus degree day as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's, you've obviously ordered freshwater meadow. You, you, know, you rule the joint. So, anyway. I ruled um, nothing. <laughs> I've heard this <laughs> from the household, yes. Um, Mitchell Mays, seriously? Do you honestly believe and think that that kid is worth $1.2 million as a halfback? Because I don't. I think he's not even the top six halfbacks in the game. Probably not the top ten. We just make the top ten. Well, yeah. Robbo, I, I had this discussion with someone the other day. No, no, not the other day, last year, about uh, not, not Mitchell Moses, but just the worth of a player. And I, I was sort of stunned because I, I didn't know what, you know, a halfback was sort of worth in today's game or didn't know what a back row was worth. So you sort of get the feel of what clubs are prepared to pay. Um, mate, clubs are prepared to pay a million dollars for players and halfbacks in particular. If you're a very good one, you'll get well over a million bucks. Well, but my argument is this. I don't think he's worth a million dollars. Mm. Um, particularly at Parramatta, where we hear they're the third or second biggest junior comp and uh, they've got kids coming through um, you know, all over the place. Yeah. Um, he would be more value at West because their halfback is not a first-grade halfback anymore. He's just lost it completely, Brooks, unfortunately. That's the way it is, and they're not going to improve with him at halfback. Um, or, well, he's or on get over a million bucks, I think, or close yeah. to a million bucks. Well, it, it, there's a waste of money again. See, you know, but but yeah, you, know, you look at the halfbacks in front of uh, Mitchell Mays, Nick Hines, DCE Reynolds, um, Ben Hunt, um, Jerome Hughes. Uh, who else? They, they, I went through them the other night. I had seven of them, mm. seven of them, and 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 they're on big money, and you're yeah. putting him in the same class as them. Yes, if a club needs him badly enough yeah. like Wes, I'd be paying. But Parramatta, you're kidding yourself. Yeah, well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I mean, whatever Absolutely. you... You know, you, some people think that, um, you know, this bloke's not worth anything and other people uh, think that he's worth a, a million dollars. So, I mean, so it's all relative to what you've got in your salary cap. And the other thing we've always spoken about too, Robbo, is, you know, the grass is not always greener. Mm. So you've got someone in your system... Um, you, you're looking at keeping them and you may pay overs, but if you pay overs, you want to be confident that you're going to not get... Well, that's my point yeah. about the, the uh, Parramatta Juniors. And, and I don't know who their State Cup uh, halfback is, but I dare say he'd be a fairly well, I think handy it's Brad's player. son. Well, you I know, think he's, it's he's... Jake. I think Jake is the backup half. Well, he was last year. And yeah. I think, and I think young Rankin was there as well. I don't know whether he's still there, but I, 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 you know, young Jake Arthur, I think, is the, the guy that would be next in line to come through and, and play in the halves for, for Parramatta. And I, I think young Jake's a really good player, but he was heavily criticised last year whenever they selected him. Yeah, Jake oh, Arthur well, was yeah. half-back on the weekend, yeah. New South Wales Cup, and uh, Brendan Hands was the 5'8". I don't know much about mm. Brendan. Yeah, but see, that's the Parramatta system. They, they've got a lot of good juniors, and I mean a lot of good juniors, as, as Penrith and the Gold Coast. You know, it's, uh, 
and and maybe they should start using them a bit like Penrith. Penrith, uh, you know, it's a production line out there. It seems that Parramatta have just stalled a little bit on their there. But I just honestly still don't can't get my head around that Mitchell Mazes is worth one point two. You're right, Laurie, in what you're yeah. saying. If they think he's worth it, that's that's it. But yeah, I just can't justify it in my own mind. No, well, it, as Loz has said a million times, the, the halfbacks, they don't grow on trees as well, do they? they the, these halfbacks that can c- control a game. I remember we had the discussion a lot when Adam Reynolds uh, went to Brisbane in particular. So, yeah, I mean, that also plays in Moses' favour. Dave Stanley coming up from Canamble. He's uh, there ahead of the New Haven Park Country Championships race this weekend. Uh, big weekend for the club. So we'll check in with DS shortly. Gee, looking forward to this game on Thursday night. Penrith $1.60, Souths $2.35 with tap. Penrith facing three straight losses in meaningful games, mm. if you include the World Club Challenge at home, should they fail to beat Souths. Although the market says they're favourites. But it's pretty tight. Yeah, I know that Trell said he wasn't um, injured on the weekend and he'll be sweet to go. Um, but they also had some injury concerns to to Toller, I think it was, and Jai Arrow. Um, so if those two don't make it, uh, they're big losses for South Sydney. Uh, but South were really impressive uh, against the Sharks on the weekend. Uh, I thought they showed some really good signs. Obviously, Lachlan Ilias had a... A good game, and some people are saying it's his best ever game in South Sydney colours, but he's going to have to back it up against the best number seven in the game in Nathan Cleary. They would have been hurting from that loss on the weekend. They had some opportunities. They just didn't nail them, Penrith. Um, they were a little bit rusty and getting used to new combinations, so you'd expect them to be better this weekend. But what a great way to start. You know, that Thursday night game between Parramatta and the Melbourne Storm was a beauty, and this weekend will be no different. Gosh, just looking ahead, it's uh, the punt and the tip. It's going to be difficult. We're going to see some wacky results, I think, in these early weeks. Uh, the widest market, like the Warriors are plus 13.5 against the Roosters. They're the, the biggest outsiders. Then you've got the Dogs plus 7.5 against the Melbourne Storm. How confident about your Raiders heading to Redcliffe, are you, Loz? Six-and-a-half-point favourites. They were ten-and-a-half-point favourites, I'm sure, last week before the result uh, with the Dolphins obviously yeah. upsetting the Roosters. Oh, I think they can win. Uh, no doubt about it. The, the Dolphins, their biggest challenge will be that they had a grand final-like build-up to that game. And you could tell the emotion on their faces after the game and Wayne Bennett, you know, going onto the ground after the game and celebrating with the fans and the players. I mean, that meant something to them. The hardest thing is when you've been up like that is to get yourself there again the following week. And yes, they've got some experienced forward packs, uh, uh, experienced forwards, but some of their outside backs are only young, inexperienced. They've got to cope with that. Uh, The Raiders, they did well last weekend against the Cowboys, had their moments, had their chances, weren't good enough. They certainly won't be underestimating the Dolphins this weekend, considering they just... Gave the Roosters a footballing lesson. Let's go to Canamble. Dave Stanley, good morning. How, g'day, Meadow. How are you, mate? Yeah, fantastic, mate. How are things out there in the beautiful western part of the state? I tell you what, it is a beautiful day here today, and I've got to give a wrap to this uh, club. This is one of the uh, the club's guys that uh, it's pretty much a volunteer community. There's only one person that's fully uh, in, on, on the payroll here. Uh, the stewards just here at the moment looking at the track. The flowers are blooming, but the track guys here are just wizards, mate. Uh, both Graham and Adam 
Uh, they use recycled water out here from the uh, the sewage treatment plant, and they've got the the track just looking outstanding for racing here on Sunday. So pretty warm day here yesterday, boys. Uh, last night, walking home from the bowling club where the bingo was on, uh, it was 40, 41 degrees. I'm walking home last night at seven thirty. So uh, she's been warm. I know that Sydney was warm last night, but they're just so happy. Um, to be having like race days like this it's just so good like you get here and there's you know they, they there's no one that's negative or filthy on the world they're just yeah, it's just such a good feeling boys 24 and sunny laws 24 and sunny <laughs> that's exactly right no we love dave he gets around does a lot for the community uh how was the the flight mate i tell you what the flight out so i didn't realize this and i'm sort of learning how a bit big more was about the plane no, it's only only the small plane, only yeah. the little Qantas links. But when it gets really hot, because I only know this because oh, the the, yes. the pilot came on and said this. There's a lot of turbulence. Well, mate, leaving Sydney, <laughs> uh, we were bouncing around, and then there was uh, there was a lot of actually SES people on the plane, is because there've been some big fires out at Wellington and also west here of Canamble. There's some big fires going, so there was a lot of SES people on the plane. But there was obviously a few elderly people, and I got a bit nervous. There was an elderly lady who started to sort of. Sound like she was concerned, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought I'm gone here. I thought here we go, this is it. And then uh, we got up and we got clear. And he comes on. And he says, "Look, sorry, that's the heat. Uh, we're going to experience some more coming into Dubbo." And then yeah, coming into Dubbo, she was bouncing around. So um, I'm a bit nervous about today, boys. I don't know what it is. There's just something about the planes <laughs> when they start bouncing. Yeah, I'm not good. No, it's not. And, and that's the thing. When when I go travelling with you, blokes. I know, Loz, you're petrified, but you just start, oh, look at Stanley, and everyone just starts laughing. Mate, I just white knuckle. It's no good. No. no. I, no well, you've got to take your mind off it, see? You've got to put the focus on someone else rather yeah, than yourself. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Who's on the show today? Mate, we've got uh, the uh, president. We've also got uh, Mick Heaney. So we've got Ken Waterford. We've got Mick Heaney on the program. The mayor of Canemble is going to join us, uh, uh, Tim Horan. Uh, so uh, Tim will join us because not only are these sort of race days great for you know, uh, our sport and, and us, but they're also really good for the towns, like the town's fully booked out, pubs are fully booked out for the weekend, they've got a number of other events which they're going to feed off this particular uh, race day on Sunday. And then we'll chat as well with uh, Brett Robb, we're going to chat with Daryl Hyde, Clint Lundholm. It's a little bit tricky because usually we would be in the town on a, uh, a sort of, for, for a Sunday meeting on the Thursday. Mm. See, so nominations today are at 11 o'clock. So we sort of don't really know who is uh, going to play their ace cards and, and, and nom, and uh, we'll see what the field looks like. But we'll try and chat with those three guys a little bit later in the program and get an indication of you know what horses they're thinking about starting here on Sunday. Enjoy, Dave. Thanks, boys. You enjoy your day. So what what is it today in Sydney? Is it is it hot it's again? It's Tuesday in 36, Sydney. I think. Tuesday. Oh, thanks, Tuesday. Pup. Yeah, <laughs> same, you know what? Same, same as where you are, buddy. 34. Pup. Gee, that was Same that was such a good cross, wasn't it, boys? Like Pup, you know, he was really into Canemble. Mate, I'm on the phone, chat. mate. I'm busy. On I'm just planning, phone. planning my day. I got things on the, to do. On the DMs, on the DMs, a couple of DMs. Oh, mate, it's getting my afternoon organised. I tell you what, if ever that punters, if ever that phone is lost, <laughs> oh, boys, 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 see you, boys. Have See a good champion. one. We're going to get to the news. Uh, you can catch Laurie Daly, and also uh, you can, we can catch Laurie Daly and Jerry Middleton. Uh, tomorrow on the program, and Pup will just chime in now and then when he's not uh, DMing. No, he'll be back tomorrow from 5.30 tomorrow.